Hello? Hey! What's up? I was trying to match your energy from last time. Woo! <laughs> All right, uh, you got to check this out. Uh, you're not going to like it. <laughs> That's what it's called? You're not going to like it? No, no, no. Okay, so you need uh, Netflix. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called The IT Crowd. Okay. It's an absurdist comedy that I've loved for years. And it's okay. it's series three, episode two. The title of the episode is Are We Not Men? Okay. Two friends 3,000 miles apart. Unlimited pop culture suggestions. You gotta check this out with Nick and Bernard. Yeah! Hey, man, I, <laughs> I watched that one episode of the IT crowd yeah. the it crowd it band various <laughs> <laughs> terrible uh offshoot spinoff yeah the it crowd it is a an absurdist british series sitcom ish mm-hmm. that ran years ago with a young chris o'dowd at the center and richard i i i i don't know how to say his last name but i He's love the, i love their performances in that show yeah, and, and that, he's um, you know, they tried to make it in in America with them, but not no. with Chris O'Dowd. No, with just Richard. Yeah, but it didn't Richard work. Was the only one, that, yeah, but didn't didn't get picked up. That's the rumor. I, I, yeah, I don't even think anyone saw that. Did that? No, 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 it was a pilot they made, but no one. Yeah, there's something it. about their their dynamic. Like you can't recreate. I don't know that you'd be able to recreate it. Maybe if they had gone with two other people. Like bringing, yeah, I mean, yeah. a show where you really only have three main characters, yeah, you need, and especially those two, you need a specific kind of chemistry and frequency. Like some people could be like, "Oh, you're funny. You're not funny with this person." Yeah, like they need to be like the right amount of like strange and irritable, and like they're kindred spirits, and yet they're frustrated with each other a lot, and. But they have all these inside jokes about working this, you know, in this uh, IT department. And they have so much contempt for the people they work with. Well, you didn't get that much in that episode, but. I, uh, I've i never watched um, more than a handful of episodes. Um, uh, disclaimer, I don't know if our podcast listeners of, uh, you know, the ones of people that have, have listened to this. <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge fan of British humor. It's just in general. Yeah, like, do I find it funny? Yes. Do I find it, like, like some people, like, fetishize it, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, I don't go that far. I'm always like, yeah, I don't find this nearly as Sometimes I fully don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, and here's the thing, too, is, like, this is a, um, uh, it's a multi-cam indoors, and I found that I was like, oh, there's a there's like a, a, a audience like laugh track, and I was like, this is such a strange thing to watch because I don't typically watch this style of it's sort of a time capsule too, yeah, 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 yeah from yeah. a different era. Um, but the premise of that episode, I've I always come back to that one because they're like they 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 never feel like manly men, and they they find a way to like speak the sports lingo, and it gets them sort of caught up in this world that they're not really prepared for right right i i so um which i can appreciate like you know um 
but you, unlike me, can actually speak sports. So yes. I like, I feel. <laughs> you I feel find like, it very resonant for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's funny how uh, Richard's character. Uh, Moss. Moss, he like adopts a different voice. Like, like he's like, yeah. I'm going to talk octave in my voice when I talk about sports. Yeah, um, he, they, they adopt a Cockney accent and a low manly voice right, to talk right, about it. Right. And I also think, like, I don't follow uh, football or in America soccer, so right. I, I don't have it. You know, like, so I don't, uh, I don't. I know that these pe- people who do are very loyal to their teams. You know, like they bring up West Ham or you know Chelsea. I mean, I know that those teams exist, but yeah. I don't have. But it's like you don't need to know to get the point. No, no, no. you get, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get that 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 there's like, but here's the thing: I do recognize that, like in Europe, like you're the team you root for is like the team you always root for. There's no, like, I kind of like them. I kind of like this other team. Like in, like I, I do appreciate that about about um, that culture of sports. Like I find that to be very frustrating in America. Like I'll I'll bump into like. You know, Tracy, my wife has um, cousins who have kids who are like 12. And I'm like, who's your favorite? What's your favorite team? They're like, I love Russell Westbrook. And I was like, that's not a team. That's like a guy. Like, that's fine that you have a favorite player, but like, what's your team? He's like, I don't really have a team. I like playing on NBA 2K. And I'm always like, I I really hate that. (laughs) I I don't have a problem with like, I have like rules in my house that Mm -hmm. Tracy thinks are kind of silly, but. is for example, like we're from I'm from Cleveland, so we're a Cleveland Cavs fan. I'm a big basketball fan. It's my favorite team. Like they're not allowed to like buy or root for any other professional basketball team. I'm willing to because we don't live in Cleveland. We live in New York. I recognize that like my kids will probably not adhere to all the other sports. And I'm okay with that. The one thing is like, you can never buy like a Knicks jersey. You can never buy, you know, like that's just not on the table. We're never doing that. They're just raised Cavs fans. Yeah, they're raised Cavs And you know what? I, I, I wrote this huge email to them about like why fandom matters to me. And one of the things is like, you can't, people who are bandwagoners, they don't appreciate the suffering. Like the suffering is what makes the win when you do eventually win, or if you ever win, like uh, truly joyous. You know, you see like the Chicago Cubs win the World Series and you see like Bill Murray crying. You're like, he's waited his entire life for this moment. This is like an amazing moment. And like, it, it's it's diluted if you're like, well, he's kind of also a, you know, a Yankees fan or he's kind of like, it's like, no, like there's a purity to that that I appreciate. Um, so going back to the episode. Yeah, I'll say you went off on Sportsland. I know, sorry. So there's two, <laughs> there's two main tracks of the show. Uh, there's an A plot and B plot. Yeah, I sort of forgot about the B plot. The B plot is that the woman uh, who works with them, Jen. Is Jen, is starting to date a guy who looks and uh, and dresses like a magician. <laughs> Unknown to her until it's pointed out. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious because I also think it's funny whenever you see like a show that's clearly based in like, this is like what I'm assuming this is like early '90s, mid '90s. Yeah, I think so. Like the fashion, especially yeah. like wearing like this insane suit. This guy, <laughs> she did. That, when you first meet him, 
where his shoulder, he has shoulder pads in his suit. I was like, you look in, you look insane. Yeah, he really does look like he's dressed up. I mean, they really played it up, but he, yeah. His, his head looks really small on the suit. suit. I mean, he, just look, he looks ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, she breaks, she ends up breaking up. She calls, it, she, she calls him out on it and he like, start, or, no, 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 she starts thinking about it and she notices like how much he speaks with his hands and like, right, right. It looks like he's about to make something disappear. And then he tries to like salvage it by, like leaning harder into the magician. <laughs> right. He's like, cause she's going to break up with him. And he's like, why are you going to break up with me? And he's like, can I be honest with you? It's because you look too much like a magician. And then he, she said, he said, what if I actually learned some, some tricks? And he goes, well, that's just, you know, I don't know. So she lets, him, she, she lets him have, it's, it feels very real. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll let, so he kind of leans into it even further and he's so bad at it that they end up breaking up. Yeah, but, but the A plot is really interesting to me. Um, how these two guys who, you know, like they, they are very good at what they do, but like the search for like mas like mas like masculine friends, they the thing is they they want to like be able to like um con like have this like moment of uh like uh connection. Right. And then foray that I think in their heads, it's like, we'll use this like, you know, football talk, the foray into like fun friends that we can like play poker with or like get a yeah, pint. But they don't actually like to do any of those things. But they actually don't really like it's like they they get like sucked in. I just think one of the brilliant turns in it is that you they that in the middle of the episode, um, Chris Dowd's character ends up getting pulled into a, a robbery. Crime, yeah. You find out that these guys actually are not like just regular dudes. They're actually <laughs> criminals. And the way that they, they present that where he doesn't realize up until the very moment when... They're actually doing it. Yeah, which is really uh, great. I was, no, my, the, the, la the part that I laugh the hardest at is when the Moss and um, uh, Chris T Dodd's character, Dodd's yeah. character, uh, leaves and the cops are clearly going to and he, he's like how do we get out of the situation the cops are coming they're going to assume we're with us and they kiss like, Moss's panic reaction is to start making out with yeah, which is like <laughs> to doubt so why did why couldn't we just hide behind these garbage <laughs> and, then, and he's like oh that's true and then more cops come like i love that it's like it's a joke and then they go back to it immediately yeah more cops come and instead of going behind what they've already referred to this garbage you know um cans so in their quest to seek like more masculinity they end up emasculating themselves no but but the part that's like so like it's so simple but like it lasts forever the second kiss <laughs> there's like 10 cars that go by. I was like, this is right. like, how many police cars. That's the absurdist like, side of that show. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's only three guys we've seen in this like group of like, I just thought it was real. I was like, what is happening? How is it possible that there's like 10 extra cars coming? It just goes forever. Um, that part made me laugh really hard because I thought that was um, just so funny that they went the other direction with it do they have the button at the end of like a lot of these episodes where like at the end of it you find out that 
Richard actually stole Richard's character Moss stole some of the money. Do they do that with like button it at the end of a lot of episodes? They do tend to button up the episodes. There's always a little funny thing at the end. Not all. I mean, but this one even had like a a post credits thing. Did you catch it? Did not catch that. What happens where like they cut back to they cut back to Chris O'Dowd's character in the after he's driven into the semi truck to oh, hide and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's he's talking to that. He's just talking too much, and then at the end he goes, "Who closed the door?" <laughs> of the semi like they never explain who closed yeah, it's, it's just like little things where it's like they're like going to the truck and then he like doesn't put enough gas in so they roll backwards like little <laughs> things like that i'm like this is really funny i i, I don't see it's like it's like funny for a moment but it's not like funny like i laugh it's funny like oh that's really that's that's fun. like I can like it like tickles like my intellect as opposed yeah. to like 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 something if Will Ferrell did something in you know like in a movie where I would just like start laughing hysterically. Yeah, it's a definitely it's a different about, sensibility, yeah, different style of comedy. But it does scratch my like. Oh yeah, no, I I recognize why it's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you checked it out. It was good. I, I, I am. I, what I like about this show too is like it's clear you don't need to like have any context for the show. Yeah, you can jump in. It is fun to watch from the beginning and 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 because then you you might understand some more of their in jokes that develop over time. Yeah, if you watch from the beginning, but you can always jump in. So um, wait, so okay. you said so you were an Office fan, but you did yes. did you never like the British Office in that in that case? I um. I watched both, um, and I I really appreciate what the American Office did with the minor characters. Well, it also went on a lot longer. Yeah, 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 much, much longer. Seven or eight episodes, seven or eight seasons. I think. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I just think, uh, and also like more episodes, like per season. Right. You know, the first Office, I think, the British Office has like. Uh, maybe 10 episodes right like it's like a very short little limited series mm-hmm. whereas with um the other office i mean there's like 20 episodes per season it's like 140 something or 150 episodes i would think you know so it's a long it's a long time um yeah it's good it's really good um i i, I just you know i'm i've never really been a big richard gervais fan yeah uh, he's, he's challenging He's so self-amused in a lot of his work. Yeah. And I find that very un, um, uninteresting. Unappealing. I do like him on the original Office, but beyond that, I sort of lost track. Yeah. I, I, um, uh, one of the things that they made a note of Stephen Merchant and Gervais when they were like talking about, because they were, you know, the, they were rebooting it in America, and uh, Stephen Merchant said, you know, for this, you need to show that Michael, the David Brin character, Michael Scott, is good at his job. Like in Britain, apparently, you can just be dumb at your job and just do it forever. And oh. they're sustain it for as many episodes and for as long as I think you want to do it. You need to show that he actually knows what he's doing to some degree. He can be goofy and dumb in other ways, but when it comes to his job, he has to be good at it. And I thought that was really a very smart note. Yeah. Um, and I think like, 
you know, the first like couple episodes of the office, uh, in America is a, is like basically a crib of the, uh, of the first two episodes, I think of the British office. Yeah. And I just, them like, yeah, it's, when you, when they start like finding their voice, that's when it becomes interesting. Yeah. It's, it's objectively hard to say it's better or worse, you know, because you have more cracks at the bat, so to speak. But I just really appreciate like the amount of development they did in the backstories and um, side characters. Mm-hmm. That's for me. I just like that's the stuff that makes me laugh, and uh, you know, repeated viewings make that you know, true to be the case. Um, cool, cool, cool. Talk to you in a minute. All right. <laughs>